This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show Podcast. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I'm your host covering everything sport, international and local. Boy, what a show I have in store for you today. Now, a couple of things happening in the world. One of the things might have been the Rugby World Cup 2019, which was held in Japan. One of the main topics we normally cover uh, when it comes to that side is the injuries and what happens behind the scenes. And I'm delighted to say I have a sports medicine physician who I've been chasing to get on the show. He's a man with plenty of insight in the sports medicine world. And finally, yes, I said it right, finally makes an appearance on the halftime show. A Dr. Alan Khoury will be joining me talking about the world of concussion, what goes on behind the scenes, all this and more on the only place to be at three, the halftime show on Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Oh, he loves the fire and what a goal. This is the halftime show with Omar Adori on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. It sure is that time and welcome back to the Halftime Show. It's been a crazy week with the Sharjah International Book Fair happening. If you hadn't had a chance to head down, check it out. We've got some incredible initiatives happening down there. And swing by our Pulse95 booth and say hello. Most of our guys are down there representing and amazing to hang around with. So make sure you check them out. And before we get started, I've got to give a shout out to my Halftimers on the Instagram Live. Plenty of people tuning in from all around the world. Debo. Uh, Abdullah, XB, MJ, Carson from the UK, the Physio Center as well, Tarek Tumtum, oh man, Dunya as well, thank you so much for tuning in, I really appreciate you guys showing love and support and as always, I do have a special treat for you guys. The special treat for you guys is Dr. Alan Khoury is in the building. Um, he, now for all the half-timers that tuned in, you know, this we do things differently, we don't just do headlines, we don't just do scores on Pulse95, we like to tackle tap, uh, topics from a different angle and that's why I've been chasing this gentleman right here for a while now and I heard about him uh, from a very well respected professional in the industry, shout out to Miffy, um, who told me a lot about what he does and trust me guys, you're in store for a great show. He's been involved with elite standard sports at national and international level and has most recently completed eight years with the South Africa Rugby Union and as a team physician and head of medical for the NATO Sharks Rugby Union. I'm trying to get all this in one and this man is actually in the building. He comes with a wealth, ex- a wealth of experience. Dr. Alan, welcome to the show. Oh my, thanks. <laughs> and uh, sorry it took a while to get here, man. I was uh, stuck in Tokyo. That's all right. I mean, it's not every day you get stuck in Tokyo. So <laughs> we'll, let you, we'll let you off. Now, you recently got back from Japan and you come from South Africa. So this is uh, a round of applause for South Africa for winning the World Cup. Congratulations. Thank you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> um, that's huge. Just how much does that mean to live such, like, to, to such a prestigious tournament? Um, oh my, so I'm glad you asked that because it's a significant event in South African history that's just happened there. So yeah. I think um, sport has the ability to unite people, um, which it did f- in 1995. Yes. Um, and again, probably in two- 2007. But I don't think that there's been a more significant event that's occurred in the last 15 years within South Africa and within South African sport than that moment on Saturday winning that winning that World Cup. I think 
it's gonna give a lot of people hope yeah um, and positivity within south africa we're going through a time where we do need some a little bit of hope and uh and those players have certainly done that we um we we've we've proved to each other and to south africa that um hard work and commitment and and dedication and transformation uh, is possible um, that's amazing what, what was it like being up close and personal in Japan and, and soaking up the atmosphere oh well bro it was it was one of the one of my life's most fantastic moments yeah um, amazing we luckily enough uh, ended up staying in the, the same hotel as the South African team really? which was by pure chance okay and um and so I know a few of the players from having worked with with South African rugby and yeah. with um, the Sharks, as you mentioned. Yes. Uh, so so a few of my players are obviously in the Springbok team now. Yeah. So I got to catch up with the guys and uh, just sort of immerse myself within the energy that was that was there. And uh, as as Japan and Tokyo as a place embraced that World Cup like I have never seen. Yeah, look, it looked incredible. Loved it. Yeah. Man, you were just high fiving people walking around the streets. Everybody was in rugby jerseys. Nice. And the energy was just so cool. See, and what and what you said, like rugby and sport in general, like it matters in many places around the world. But in South Africa it can change the nation around it. And exactly what you said, you know, captains, presidents, politics, power, new dreams, old old scars. For me, Sia Khaleesi to be the first black man, you know, to captain the Springboks, it was it was amazing. But also to to lift the cup, that was that's what stood out for me personally. You know, what was it like being around that kind of mindset with the players? You know, it's um it's super inspiring. Mm. You know, you can't help but but be inspired. These are guys that work very hard day in day out. Their bodies take an absolute beating. They've got to stay committed to, you know, avoiding some of the things that young guys want to be doing. Yeah. You know, um, partying and and things like that, that they have to stay committed to what they're doing. They're elite athletes. So winning, you know, not everybody gets to win a trophy at the end. So you, you're very lucky if you do actually, you know, you end up on the top top spot on the podium there. Mm. It's a lot of guys that, that don't. So when you do, it's just an incredible thing. And I think that's what's wonderful about sports as well is that, there is this sort of physical thing to to win, to yeah. lift, you know. So all of us that are are kind of working day in and day out, you, there's never, there's not like really a point that you get to like, well, this is the celebration of my hard work. You know, mm. I get to, with sport, you've got a trophy and you've got medals and things like that. So it's quite cool. So you've got something to aim at. Yeah. But again, not everybody gets there and you have to stay committed to that. The Absolutely. Whole time. And like you were saying with Sia, I mean, to, what an incredible leader, man. Oh, man. The team has literally united around him. Um, he's. Uh, I was actually chatting to John Smith last night. I was lucky enough to have dinner with him as he flew through Dubai. He was the 2007 uh, World Cup winning captain. Mm-hmm. He said that Sia is a warrior leader. All right, that's, yeah. uh, well, more, more on that. Coming up next, we talk about concussion and the shadow that's been casted over the much-publicized injury in sport. Um, straight after the Adhan, we will be talking much more about that on the only place to be, the halftime show on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Oh, he lifts the and This is the halftime show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Oh! 
It sure is that time and welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you're just tuning in and want to catch up on all our shows, don't worry. You can listen to all our shows as they get converted into podcasts, commercial and music free. All you have to do is head down to the Apple Podcast or SoundCloud, type in the Halftime Show with Omar Duri, and we are there, folks. You can do that when you're running. You can do that when you're just chilling, when you're driving, long distance uh, drives. And we are there with some great, fantastic guests. What can you expect? Incredible guests covering some fantastic topics like gut health, an inside look on what goes on in the locker room from a sports team and how the brain affects performance. And talking about the brain, Dr. Alan Curry joins us on the Halftime Show. Doctor, welcome to the show. Thank you, Omar. Good to be here, bro. I've heard a lot about you. Uh, Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much. Now, Doctor, before we get stuck in, there's been a, let's say, a cloud over this topic, concussion. What is concussion? Well... At the, at the very basic definition of concussion is it's, it's a mild traumatic brain injury mm-hmm. that results in a number of cognitive symptoms that has a number of cognitive effects. Yeah. Um, so essentially the important part of that is that it is a brain injury. It's an injury to your one of your most vital organs, your brain, right. just the most vital organ. And I guess that's why there's such a seriousness around it. Mm. Um, is and that's and that's obviously what concussion is, and then the management thereof is, us, I guess, what the what the important part is. Yeah, and that's and that's fascinating because there there seems to be this cloud over this topic. And when you said management, that strikes a key straight away. When a player gets injured, uh, even when a normal human being gets injured, um, and something happens to them, at what stage do we? take caution because the player wants to carry on he doesn't want to stop playing Uh, the athlete wants to continue then you have the medical staff that are saying okay this might not happen and then you have the manager or coach or head of that organization that's wondering what to do how does the management part of it come to fruition Mm. it's so there's the on-field management and then there's the management that comes later the on-field management as you correctly pointed out is can be can be really tricky yes um, and that's where a good relationship with your coaches is important mm-hmm. that, that you've built up a trusting relationship that he knows that you know your stuff and that he allows you to make those big decisions and um, they are big decisions because players the what the biggest concern is a second impact syndrome so it's it's essentially having having suffered an injury to the head that could result in a concussion okay. staying on the field of play and then sustaining another injury which it, which can at times be fatal. Oh, absolutely. Catastrophic. So it is, <laughs> I know that sounds, that's a pr- bit of a downer on a Wednesday afternoon, but no, no, it's, it's, that, it's that serious. So yeah. you've got to be really tuned in to, to also knowing, knowing the player. Yes. Um, having a re- relationships with the players mm-hmm. is, uh, is, is quite handy as well because you can tell yeah. pretty much immediately that something's not right. Yes. So you learn over time, and I guess this is the tricky thing with concussions, is that you really have to have managed a lot of concussions to know a lot about it and to pick it pick it up pretty yeah. quickly and then also how to manage it so on the field there's a bunch of of things that we look at quite quickly talk to me so about the symptoms w- what strikes out for you the symptoms <clears throat> the symptoms come a little bit later what what you notice on the field first is um is obviously an event that could have led to a concussion yes. or a suspected concussion so as the medical team on the field we're we're watching a little bit behind player if you find yourself watching the ball trying to watch the game as a fan almost you can miss the things that happen off the ball or see how the player you know is getting up or not getting up because you're busy watching sort of where the ball's going 
So <clears throat> it's first trying to see that the, the mechanism of injury. Yeah. Um, how did what happened? Did you see him get knocked by the other player's knee? and that that could be a potential for a concussion. Yeah. It's really important that you see that. And sometimes you have to try and catch it on the big screen if you're lucky enough to have replays and that to see actually what happened. Yeah. Um, because then you would be, oh wow, okay, yeah, no, look, that didn't look great. Um, getting to the player, often if they are concussed, they'll take a while to, to move. Right. Sometimes they're lying. Look, sometimes I've got two players and they're literally snoring as if it's the middle of the night. Wow. And that's pretty, it's a pretty frightening to, thing to see for the first time. Yeah. Um, but not all of them are like that. And I guess that's the important part is to, is for people to realize that you do not have to lose consciousness to be concussed. Mm. And I guess that's an interesting thing because most people think, look, I wasn't knocked out, so I can't have a concussion. So tell me, are there different grades to that? Or is that different? No, levels. it's not so much a grade. It's not so much a grading thing. It's that if you were knocked out, mm-hmm. then you have a concussion. Right. If you weren't knocked out, then you have a suspected concussion okay. until proven otherwise. And I guess that's the important part is that then we we've learned how to manage those cases yeah. of guys. Look, the, when they're knocked out, it's easy. Then you're like, okay, you're coming off. That's it, done. Yeah. If they're not knocked out. Now you have to use your clinical judgment and these signs and symptoms that that you spoke about. So. We need to, so we asked them a couple of questions. They call Maddox questions on the field. Okay, hit me with a couple of these quite, questions. Quite funny because, so, so you basically got to find out, so you ask them what half are we in. Okay. You ask them who are you playing and against. And that's, that's if you're doing uh, like specific sports, obviously. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. yeah. So yeah. like a football, a rugby, right, right, right. American okay. football or something. So what which, half? So you, and you can adapt those questions accordingly because okay. basically you're just trying to find out is their brain actually functioning properly? Right. They're telling you, you know, sometimes you can even ask them which team they're playing for, you know, which team are really? we? Really? Okay, um, okay. Which team are we playing against? Who did we play against last week? Um, did we win that game? And who scored last in this game? So you can very quickly tell if a, if a player... So if you ask him, uh, uh, where are we playing? Yeah. And he's thinking about it. Uh-huh. And he's thinking, and he's thinking, <laughs> he's thinking, you're like, okay, and then he guesses. He don't g- worry about it, but <laughs> okay, <we're laughs> all right, let's just take a little walk to the tunnel there. And then, so then I guess then there's there's the tunnel test, you know, it's these things that when you're watching rugby and, then, yeah. and that's where rugby's been really, um, really impressive and they've been on the forefront. Next year in Paris, they have the 2020 um, consensus meeting again on concussion. They have right. it every couple of years. And um, rugby's have been at the forefront of that, which has been quite quite cool. Football, I find, is, is sort of still catching up there. In I American think it football. is. I genuinely believe it really is. Totally. Yeah, the, and, yeah. it, and it has to move that way. Um, American football obviously learned a big lesson with their sort of billion dollar um, fine that they received for poor management of concussion. Right. Um, but yeah, in the in the bigger games and in and in rugby, we've developed a, a test that you can do um, to take them into the tunnel. And there's a bunch of parameters that we do there. And I, you know what? I guess what's fascinating about that, which I never thought about till today, is you're not watching the game; you're watching the players. Mm. And that is such an interesting uh, view where you're looking at what might possibly happen in your field. Totally. And so you're tracing the steps. I've no, I never thought so of that. It's actually an interesting thing that because, and again, I say a mechanism of injury. Mm. Um, and when we're in private practice, the first question we'll ask you about your injury is how did it happen? Yeah. And that's how we sort of in our minds try and work out, okay, now what, what could this diagnosis be based on how did he get injured? So it's really important on the field to be watching to see that mechanism of injury because you can see that knee twisting. Yeah. And be like, okay, because it twisted in that way, that could most likely be a little meniscus that he's torn there. Right. If you didn't see it, 
and you just get to the plane, it's like, I hurt my knee. You just miss that little puzzle piece that could be quite critical. So yeah, you have to learn. You have to learn to watch behind the player because as as fans, man, yeah. we just want to. You know, I've got front row seats on, yeah, the, yeah. on the field. Nobody gets closer than me. <laughs> that's right. Um, fascinating. And, uh, yeah. Fascinating insight. Coming up next, guys, we talk about another topic that's trending in the sports world after several years of silence. Mental health might just have come to the surface, but it's been around for years. We also find out the definition of what sports medicine is, um, and that's something that you know we resort to sometimes and with the man himself Dr. Alan Khoury text us on 4215 do or slide into our DMs at Pulse95 Radio at Omar Al-Duri and we will answer your questions in the final segment stay tuned for more on Pulse95 This is Pulse95 It's a Shaja story This is the Halftime Show with Omar al on Pulse95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar al and Dr. Alan Khoury. It's got a kind of a ring to it, Doctor, um, who's taken over the show with an incredible insight on sports medicine, concussion and mental health. Um, doctor, firstly, before we get started, um, sports medicine. What is sports medicine? Good question, because... It's still it's still quite misunderstood in the world of in the world of medicine. So mm-hmm. it's it's an it's an it's a developing area, you know. So so not like your gynecology, pediatrics, your established general surgeries, internal medicines have been established for for hundreds of years. Yeah, sports medicine is starting to sort of make its mark, kind of in the area of. I always I always explain it as sitting somewhere between a physiotherapist and the orthopedic surgeon. Okay. Um, so we so we're in the middle there, almost as like a directing traffic kind of thing. So we'll do the whole body um, as far as injuries go. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you're a doctor as well, so you should be able to treat illnesses and all the things that go go with being a, a doctor too, mm-hmm. a family physician or a, or a GP. But then with this added musculoskeletal element of being able to assess and manage uh, sports injuries or any injuries to anybody, um, and then either directing off to physio if you think it's a it's a conservative management approach, and you, you can you can get physio or off to the orthopedics. And and what kind of tests do you do to be able to identify which direction they go? At? Yeah, well, it, it's a bunch of it's a bunch of clinical tests that we'll do. So we'll base things a lot on on the history of the injury and how long you've had this thing for, and yeah. what have you done about it before, and have you taken medication, and what helps with the pain and right. what relieves it and what makes it worse and all of those things and then there's a bunch of tests that we'll do so if you've got a shoulder problem there's a few tests job's test and all these sort of nearest tests and, and yeah. that and the same applies to knees and hips and necks and so you've got to know what those tests are because you you're doing that test specifically to try and isolate a specific muscle or a specific ligament um, which will elicit the pain and the weakness and yeah. whatever and then you're like ah oh, okay got that's it. what it's looking like and then if we're unsure um, we, we, you, then we'll send off to, to the radiologist for a scan mm. then knowing which scan you want to do x-ray, ultrasound, CT scan, MRIs yeah. so you can confirm your diagnosis and then once you've got that I think that's what p- patients are coming in for they're coming to a doctor whether it's a sports doctor or any doctor you're coming in to see what's wrong with me Yeah. number one just tell me what's wrong what's the diagnosis and what do I do about it how do I fix this thing so if mm. you, that's what you got to answer in your consultations with, with, with people with patients and off air you know for those that are tuning in on Instagram live at Omar Duri uh, or at Pulse95 Radio we were talking about the trust element mm. between the patient and uh, the doctor or let's say the athlete and the doctor or the client and the doctor and 
you know, with you, especially in the field that you're in, is there any time sometimes when, for example, they're reluctant to give information that you kind of find out along the way in the process? Mm. Yeah, that's exactly that's that's what we were talking about. Is is the the more trust that you can have from your patient mm. uh, or your player in this in this respect, the more that they'll open up to you and t- and not hide things from you and t- and tell you things. That's often pretty critical information to know. Right. Um, so those relationships are extremely important. Um, not not only in my normal life anyway. Just relationships are just an important thing. But your relationship with your patient is I take it I take it seriously. It's an important thing to me. Of course. Um, and it's important for you to feel comfortable. And some of my best experiences in the team setting were with uh, with players just coming into the room just to chat. You know. Yeah. Kick, kick, kick the shoes off there, kick the boots off, put them up on the desk there and sit and, and have a chat. And it was in those moments that you build that trust so that you know you know them and they know you and yeah. they trust you with, with, with their lives essentially at the end of the day. I mean, that's what patients are doing is essentially trusting you with, with their health and with their lives. Absolutely. And talking about trust, you know, that's one thing because... Again, the relationship between uh, coaches or, or sports um, uh, physicians or you know doctors and the players is very different to the to the players and the manager or the coach because effectively that might be them not playing for the next match or them not being able to train properly. But with coaches or doctors like yourself, they get a chance to actually be transparent, and that's one of the hardest things to kind of build that kind of trust factor. And and speaking about that, doctor, like. Mental health has been labeled the silent killer, you know, in the sports industry. But why is it taking so long for athletes, men, and even females uh, in general to come out and discuss this, in your opinion? Yeah, that's a, that is, that's a great question, and that's a, and that's a developing area. Mm. Um, it's because of, uh, well, in my opinion, uh, because of the stigma that's attached to it. So often in, often in sport, these are highly competitive people, um, it, particularly in, in sports like rugby where it's quite a it's quite a manly kind of sport yeah um, the last thing you're going to catch guys doing is talking about their emotions absolutely at the end of the day and what they're actually feeling like so there, there's this um, you know there, there, there's this underlying uh, um, concern about mental health and about depression and and again I guess exactly how you led into that it gets it's building that trust with the players that they'll They'll come and talk to you. They'll open up to you about yeah. stuff like that. Whether it's an, you know it's not a manly thing in inverted inverted commas. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, and question. and and you know um, when you do let's say when a patient does come in or an athlete does come into your office and he speaks to you, at what point do you resort to to kind of understanding it's more mental health than physical health? Mm, yeah, it's it's uh, it's it's often it's often the mental health. Actually, really? Yeah. And sometimes I find actually the physical is a physical manifestation of the mental. Right. You know, wow. Dis- disconnect. Wow. Um, but yeah, that's you got to be super tuned into that, I guess. And yeah. that's, that, that's when you're immersed in the team, then you know these guys. And you, you, you literally, I mean, you spend every day with them. Mm. Um, you, you Sometimes when you're traveling in the hotels together, you wake up in the morning, you're having breakfast together, lunch, dinner, you're seeing them late at night, first thing in the morning, seeing them in tears, seeing them happy, crying. So you get to know the guys. So you know, as soon as they walk in your room, you can tell mm. something's up, man. And then you can you can direct your questioning in that, yeah. in that regard. Wow, man, that's mm. amazing. And with that, is there, a, in your opinion, is there a medicine for mental health? Is there an approach, a method, something that that helps decrease that? Yeah, so we need to, we need to in medicine, stop thinking about medication. Mm. Um, this is, this is um, 
This is an issue. Round of applause for nah. you for that. That's the line. That's the line of today. Go on. We're uh, we're we're in sports medicine. We want to make sure that you're sleeping well. Mm. So we want to know what the quality of your sleep's like. Yeah. We we big. We're. I mean, recovery is as big as the the, the training aspect is. Absolutely. We want to know that you recovered. Uh, we want to know about your your ma- mindfulness. Uh, practices we yes. want to know what breathing techniques you use and i say these all with a with a smile on the face because a lot of athletes i think don't they think that's that's yogi stuff right? yeah that's uh, so but but that is that's the important that's important it's important stuff what do you do what foods do you eat what uh, what's your recovery like exercise um, which they're doing but people general patients you should be exercising physical activity every day we're sitting too much these days mm. um, we're we're we've got the foot on the pedal all the time we're stressed our heart rate variability is showing us sympathetic uh, overdrive cortisol noradrenaline everyday meetings stress in the traffic kids yeah what are you doing to balance that system out what is your parasympathetic wow. uh, systems response See, you hit, it, hit the nail right on the head there. And that's what I'm going to be talking about next. I'm going to be talking about all the different things we hear regarding how the nutritional side, how the recovery side, how the hormonal side affects uh, performance and in sports medicine. Coming up next, guys, more with Dr. Alan Curry. Trust me, you don't want to miss this. It's almost full time on the halftime show. And I'm having such a good time here as much off air as on air with the doctor. Stay tuned for more on Pulse 95. You're listening to Pulse 95. Pulse 95. Oh, he loves to fire that. What a goal. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Alduri on Pulse 95. Nice strike. Oh, better than nice. Wow, what a show. Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Uh, and for those who are just tuning in, Dr. Alan Curry is in the building. Uh, doctor, I cannot thank you uh, enough for coming on the show, not just for what the listeners the half-timers have had the privilege of listening but also off air as well you know very insightful stuff um doctor i'd like to pick your brains on a few things and um you said something in the earlier segment uh guys if you're just tuning in you have to catch the full show it's plenty of good stuff on here uh, about medicine and not resorting to unless you have to one of the key factors that i've noticed in in research and in studies is the impact nutrition has on sports medicine and in general well-being um, can that be seen as a form of medication? Absolutely. So food, food is medicine, mm-hmm. and exercise is medicine. Yeah. Um, you cannot, you you can't exist within sports medicine and within the world these days and not educate yourself about nutrition. Look, we're putting food in our mouths. You should be aware of what you're putting in your mouth all the time. You should be conscious. So with our players with supplements and that we have, we say the responsibility is what they're putting in their mouth. Yeah. We should be the same as. As, as people, as yes. normal people, you should be. So here's a big thing that I'm on, on at the moment is just being super conscious about why I'm putting that thing in my mouth. So I've, I've found over time that people don't, um, and this is obviously a massive generalization, but often battle to even break down what food group a, a certain thing is. So if yeah. they give you a walnut or a, um, a papaya or something, sometimes it'll be actually tricky to recognize this, a carbohydrate, a fat, a protein. That's at the very basic level we should know what that is. Now we're talking about the next level up, say what a pomegranate or a, or a blueberry. 
what yeah. is that? What, why would you put that in your body? That's an antioxidant. So, mm -hmm. what is now? So, what does an antioxidant do? Mops up the free radicals that are being created in your body by inflammation or by stress or by exercise or whatever. So, you, we should get to a point where we understand exactly why we we putting that in our body. I'm going for lunch and I'm going to get a smoothie. That's I need some antioxidants. I need a little bit of protein for muscle repair. Um, boom and this is now I'm busy putting it in my mouth and I'm aware that this is going into my body and these are the effects that that's gonna have hmm. and that's where we need to get to I think with um, with nutrition so absolutely yes, absolutely, it's, absolutely. A, it's, it's a medicine and look I'm lucky enough to have my wife as a dietitian oh, um, amazing that, so we that, have that helps good conversations <laughs> and uh, we eat we eat obviously pretty everyone says to me oh geez, you got a dietitian as a wife you guys must be you must just eat uh, the healthiest food and we do but um, we both enjoy food, mm -hmm. um, so we'll we'll. Um, it's an experience food at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. I don't like the word diet. It's um, it's a it's a nu it's nutrition. Mm -hmm. It's not a diet. A diet seems like it's a finite thing. It's like something that you're supposed to be on for a period of time, and then it's that's it. You know, even the word exercise for me with people with patients coming in that don't exercise, the word exercise is also just almost off-putting. Yeah. It's movement or physical activity. Um, so yeah, so diet. So we eat well at home. We we eat we predominantly plant based at home, mm -hmm. um, vegetarian uh, for the most part. And then wow, then I go out when I go out with the guys. I like to have a nice steak. Nice. But I know what that steak's you know doing to me. Yes. And so I know how to counteract that. Interesting. Say, the following day. And so and, and talking on that right on cue is is the fact that um recently there's been a very pop sized documentary on Netflix called The Game Changer. Mm and uh highlighting plant-based and veganism and everything um I, I moderated a panel the other day and i'd like to get your opinion what's your take on plant-based eliminating protein meat um meat being the mid-source rather than the actual you know nutrient itself what's your what's your intake on that um good question and uh so <laughs> I think the, probably the, one of the most interesting things from that movie for me was seeing how much protein is in plants yes. compared to actually animals. Yes. So I think that's the one thing we've always thought is I need animal mm. for the protein. I need meat for protein. And in fact, when you watch the movie, you see it's actually the opposite, that there's more protein in the plants. Yes. Which was a very interesting thing for me to see. So um, my take on, on, on diet and on, on nutrition is you need to find what works for you. You need to be super aware of what, what it is that you're putting in your body mm -hmm. and how that makes you feel and and what you're trying to achieve. Um, so educate yourself as much as you can. Um, there's keto diets, there's intermittent fasting, there's, yeah. s there's paleo diets. I think people are quite confused these days. Mm. And what I really liked about Game Changers was that it every now and then there comes around a movie and if you have never seen the sugar movie or oh, what the health that. yeah or what the health <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah movies that or documentaries that change things that yes. people talk about um, and what that movie is doing is actually bringing a bit more awareness to 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 food yeah you know which is a good it's a, it's a positive thing so um, again if you want to eat meat go for it yeah but know why you know know what it's doing to you know what know the, the, the understand the process understand the process mm. and, and understand from a from a physical side that it may may cause a bit of increased inflammation in your body low-level chronic uh, inflammation for me is becoming a big interest of mine Very we're probably all existing in a in a lower level state of inflammation yeah um, and we need to be able to counteract that so if meat is is, is contributing to the inflammation then you need to keep it to a minimum 
I got I got plenty of questions here, Doctor, and I'm gonna have to. If you would, I would. I'm gonna have to invite you back because you've been an incredible guest, and there's so much I want to ask you. The, the last question, well, for this show, the last question for this show. Um, when it comes to physical, we have the gym to go to. When it comes to nutrition, we have you know the kitchen to be able to aspire to get creative. But when it comes to the mind, what do you? Where do we go for that? In your opinion, hmm. you go, you go into your own mind. You go into a place where you know what you're trying to what you're trying to achieve. Do we all do we all use breath work? Do we do we all take enough time in our day to look at our own mental well-being, or are we too worried about numbers and figures at work and making other people wealthy or yeah. um, you know making other people happy? What are you doing for yourself? So I think you need to develop uh, a practice, mm-hmm. whether it's yoga that brings you into your own mind and meditation. into your body, meditation, mm-hmm. breathing, mm-hmm. prayer, uh, silence, music, um, lighting, low-level lighting, yeah. candles, yeah. incense. Um, it all sounds quite quite hippie stuff, but but that's I think where the answer lies is just you know get. Get, get to know yourself on a deeper level Fantastic. And, um, and give yourself uh, give yourself some time man Dr. Allen you're killing us here man we want more time uh, Dr. Allen where can we follow you where can the halftimers follow you on social oh, media are you okay. active on social media I am fairly active I'm getting more active I'm okay. trying because I, yeah, so I'm on sports, sports Doc Dubai is, is my Instagram um, I'm at Parkview Medi Clinic uh, yes. if ever you need any help yes. uh, from the sports medicine fantastic. side of things. Yeah. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Doctor. It's been an honor to have you on the Halftime Show. Honestly, I've, I've really enjoyed it. I really appreciate Thank you coming you, down. Thank you, and it's a pleasure. Uh, guys, remember, you can catch us every Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, 3 to 4 on the Halftime Show. Coming up next, Aisha Mazmi and Mikhail Atiyah on the Afternoon Karak. Stay tuned for more on The Only Place to Be, the Halftime Show on Pulse95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.